Welcome to the Unshamed Podcast. This is a space where we talk openly about topics that are typically seen as taboo in casual conversation. We want to remove barriers for people to share their stories without fear. So Kim is here today to talk about her story and about her lovely daughter, Madison, and all the experiences that she went through as a really young mom. Were you 16 when you had Madison? Or? Uh, yes, I was yeah. 15 when I got pregnant, and okay. soon after I turned 16, I had her. Yeah. yeah. So what were the feelings that you went through, and just what went through your mind when you found out you were pregnant at uh, that age? I was absolutely terrified. Mm-hmm. Um, I was completely scared of how my parents would react because I wasn't some crazy party girl. Mm-hmm. I was a straight A student, athletic. Uh, so yeah, I was pretty, I was pretty terrified mm-hmm. of how, and then just, you know, coming to the decision, like, you know, of what to do, like, uh, do I have an abortion? Cause I'm 15. Mm-hmm. Do I have, do I give her up for adoption? And my whole basis on those questions were pretty simple because I think I thought about abortion for a couple of days and it was really the bottom line for me there was just, um, do I not want her to have a chance at life because I made a mistake? Mm-hmm. And that was literally my only thought. And so I was like, okay, that's off the table. Mm-hmm. As embarrassed as I'm going to be, like, that's not a choice for me. Mm-hmm. Um, adoption, I considered for probably about a month mm-hmm. just thinking about it and like, do I go this route? And then mm-hmm. once I heard her heartbeat and everything, like I was definitely – yeah. Let's do this. I feel like that's what happens with a lot of people. I know. You know, even with a pregnancy that's wanted, like, you, um, it does make it more real. It's, yeah, because it's an actual human being. Yeah, there, you're like, oh, wow, this is this is actually happening. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, how did your parents react and your oh, friends gosh. and stuff? Um, yeah. My mom handled it okay. My dad was very upset because uh, I was in a – this is like my first real dating relationship. Mm-hmm. And I met him because him and I worked at Wendy's mm-hmm. and my dad was our manager. Oh and my so gosh. <laughs> my dad was like, what? You know, he was like <laughs> not happy. Uh, Cause he wasn't a huge fan. Oh. And so uh, there was definitely some drama there, but overall, mm-hmm. you know, I have great parents. Mm-hmm. Um, they were supportive in the choice that I made and uh, you know, their love was there the whole time, which That's helped good. immensely. A lot of people don't have that. Yeah. You know, so a lot of people are thankful. like rock in a hard place. Right. Like they might not want to go the abortion route or the adoption route, but they have like zero people around them. Right. You know? I definitely had yeah. family help mm-hmm. and just even that they weren't around very much. Mm-hmm. They were divorced. My parents are divorced, but um, and they both worked a lot. Mm-hmm. So they weren't home very much. Yeah. But just having that emotional support was huge. Yeah. Just somebody who actually believes in you. Yes, you know? that you can do this. So, yeah. yeah, totally. Yeah. So whenever, you know, you had Madison, um, what were those first few months like of having a brand new baby and yeah. being in high school? Well, so um, so I was I got pregnant the summer before my sophomore year. Okay. I moved in with my aunt in Tulsa, mm-hmm. and I went to a school there for teen moms for oh. a first semester okay. called the Margaret Hudson Program, mm-hmm. and it was amazing. Really? Yeah. There was, like, kids, there were girls breastfeeding in class. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were teaching us what's going on with our bodies and stuff that you wouldn't get at a normal school. Yeah. So it really gave me kind of a leg up in my confidence about labor and delivery and 
breastfeeding and okay, it's not gross or weird. Yeah. And feeling confident with that. But my second semester, I had her in February. She's mm-hmm. about to be 22 mm-hmm. on Wednesday. Um, but uh, UConn High School tutored me from home. Okay. And because I chose to breastfeed, they tutored me home the whole semester. Okay. And so that was kind of nice that I didn't have to face like my peers at school that sophomore year. I went back my junior year, but mm-hmm. uh, that was very helpful. I feel like the school, even though my high school, there weren't a lot of teen moms, like they were very supportive of me to get That's me good. through. So. Yeah. That's hard, I guess. Um, like I can't imagine I know my teenage self. Oh, my gosh. I was such a nerd. But, like, I can't remember. (laughs) I mean, I I can't even um, fathom what it would be like to be my teenage self but but taking care of another human. Yeah. At that time, I would be absolutely terrified. It was, you know, it was was terrifying. However, uh, you know, I had had good support and I was – a, you know, I wanted to stay in school. Um, I wanted to pay for everything myself with her. Mm-hmm. I was very independent. And mm-hmm. so um, I still played competitive soccer. Oh, wow. But, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, but I, my, my, teen, my high school years looked very different oh, yeah. from other people. I didn't stay the night with girlfriends, hardly ever. Mm. I didn't go to football games. Uh you know, people, you know, my girlfriends are going tanning and getting their nails done. And and I am at McDonald's Play Place. Uh, they, like, knew me by name there. They're like, Kim, Madison, welcome back, you know. <laughs> so it definitely yeah. was different, you know. Yeah. But, um, but, yeah, and pregnancy and just learning, you know, body changes was weird. And, uh, mm. oh, yeah, it's weird as I, I had pregnancy as an, an, an adult. Yeah. And that was weird. Hair falling yes. out and stuff with after having a baby. What is this? You know, yes. uh, yeah. Yeah, it dealing is. with uh, one of the things that was um, I was running cross country and I just completely peed on myself. Oh, yeah. During uh-huh. one of the runs. And I was like, <laughs> I think I started my period. Uh-huh. And no, no, I had just peed on myself. She had and a baby. so, yeah. you know, having the what goes along with pregnancy and after in high school was uh, was weird. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So then when Madison went to high school and stuff, were you like, do as much as you can, be in, involved, you know, like, yes, yeah, I, yeah, there, there's definitely a part that, you know, you don't want your kid to, she's so different than I am. Mm. Um, but I did want her to, you know, be active and, you know, um, do the things that I couldn't do. And, and one of the bigger things that I felt like I wasn't able to have that was when um, all my friends went off to college and mm-hmm. live in the dorms. Yeah. I couldn't live in the dorms. I yeah. couldn't. You can't bring a baby to the dorms. So I did have her live in the dorms the first semester, which was probably not a wise choice because she didn't love it. Mm. How old was she at the time when you were in college? When I was in college, I mean, she was she was two when okay. I graduated high school. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so she's two and a half. Um, but, yeah, high school or college life – uh, compared to high school, I was like, this is a breeze. Like, you get pregnant <laughs> mm-hmm. when you're 18 or 19, no problem. Because <laughs> like, you have so much more independence. Well, and yeah. it's, you know, high school is five days a week, all day. And That's then I had right. to work still, then I had soccer practice. I just always was this, it was this battle of spending time with her and yeah. wanting her to mm-hmm. feel my presence and mm-hmm. love and just having that battle. Whereas in, in college, 
I went to school two days a week and I worked during the lunch shift and I was home every night. Yeah. It was different. That is, yeah. For sure. That sounds better. Yeah. I know. I was like, woo. Yeah. You're in call you're you're 19 getting pregnant. No problem. <laughs> yeah. You'll do fine. I know. I school um, is harder. Oh gosh. That's interesting to hear that. I've never yeah. heard anybody give that perspective before. Yeah. You know, because um when you know, we spent some time uh at in Ireland. We were, you know, I um we spent time mentoring college students. That's why we went to Ireland in the first place, to yeah. work with the church, mentored students. And I was on campus a ton. And I remember thinking, like, there's no pregnant students anywhere or no, like, parenting students or unless they were, um, like, a married student, Ph.D., like, they were doing that. But, like, undergrad, you just didn't right. see that anywhere. Um, but students over the years repeatedly would tell me that um, being pregnant – and university do not mix in Ireland. Like huh. you either drop out or you go get an abortion. You're back in class oh, the wow. next day like nothing happened. Yeah. Keep it quiet. Don't talk about it. Just get on with your life basically. Right. Um, and that's not just from one student. That's multiple students across different campuses. So yeah. this is – it seems like a trend. And so – and in like eight years, seven years, I, I never saw a single student. I thought, where are they hiding them? Are they in a basement huh. somewhere? Like, yeah. But then I had all these conversations. But um, that's actually what got us really interested in the concept of Zoe, like of um, people uh, who aren't – it's not their job, basically. People who are just in the community, women in the community who really want to come around somebody and support them and tell them they can do it. Like if, right. like in your case, if if a girl like doesn't have that family support, but she wants to parent, yeah, who's going to be there for her and have her back and say that she can do it and right. maybe let her stay in their house or right. like help her out financially or whatever. Yeah. So that's kind of where that concept came from of like maybe you don't have to pursue option A or B. Maybe you can choose option C, where you can stay in college, where you can raise your child, where you can do right. the things you want to do, and right. you don't feel like this anti-feminist, I guess, um, thing of like A or B, and that's yeah. it. You know, so we just like the idea of creative problem solving. But yeah, so it's interesting to hear you talk about, you know, being in high school versus being in college. And yeah, you know, I moved that. out when I was nineteen. Wow, and mm-hmm. lived on my own with her, and mm-hmm. I definitely think it's doable. Mm-hmm. Um, and everybody's different, you know, like you're really driven and you're really like, you know, yeah, you're, you're really motivated. You're one of the most motivated people I know. Well, and you know, I feel like being a teen mom, you get a lot of people that judge you Mm -hmm. and, you know, my mom would always be like, you know, give me all the statistics. Mm -hmm. If you get pregnant when you're young, you're probably going to get pregnant again in the next two years. That's That's, super helpful. (laughs) Yes. That's what the stats say. And I'm like, mom, I won't, I promise, you know, but just like battling against like the statistics that are on teen moms, Mm -hmm. I was really like pushed to not be like that and to, to do better for myself, do better for Madison and go to college and graduate high school and uh, work and all that stuff. So, yeah. so did you feel some pressure along with your internal drive? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely felt Uh pressure. Yeah. And, um, but overall, I mean, you know, I definitely had strangers, uh, look at me funny a lot. Mm. I mean, 
they thought I was babysitting. I had mm. braces till I was 18. Oh, and wow. so when I delivered her, I had pink and red braces oh. because I delivered her in February. Oh, right. Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Uh-huh. So. Um, yeah. Very 16. Very 16. Yeah. yeah. And uh-huh. so I w- was like, I had a breastfeeder in the mall one time. And mm-hmm. um, yeah. So strangers definitely would give, you know, looks and stuff. But that didn't bother me as much as like my peers and my family. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the the hardest things um, to deal with from people was just the the thought that I was a slut and that I was just sleeping around all the time. And yeah. uh, boyfriend, whenever I would date a boy, like their parents, uh, that was a big battle, just feeling oh liked by them. <laughs> like yeah. uh, even, you know, I became, I gave my life to Christ when I was 18 and became a Christian. Mm-hmm. Um, and was really involved in the church. And you'd think that that would kind of have some turnaround in that area, but it wasn't. Mm-hmm. If anything, I was dating a Christian boy and his parents just like, I was like scum of the earth because Gosh, I was a so teen mom. Awful. And so I know I've really, I really struggled with just people's thoughts of me or views yeah. that, oh, because I got pregnant when I was 15. Like that just means I was just sleeping with everybody, which right. wasn't the case. So it goes to show you that like, everyone everyone's experiences are so different right and you cannot judge somebody based on some kind of bias that you have your perception of them or what society's been telling you forever right you know um yeah so people's biases are so strong and we we all have them we don't realize it you know yeah we definitely do yeah (laughs) totally what do you feel like you already said like this being called a slut or being thought that you were a slut was really unhelpful but what were some other unhelpful things that were either like circumstances that happened or just unhelpful comments or things that people did that you can think of um yeah I think that uh the most unhelpful things was just you know people's views of me and mm-hmm. what they would say about me and just dealing with um dealing with all of that but I, r- truly, I feel like I had a better experience than some other teen moms. Like yes. I didn't really struggle mm-hmm. too bad. And I, you know, balancing everything is very, very difficult. Mm-hmm. And so um, people having grace with me if I'm running behind or, you know, like yeah. there was just, it was a lot to, to do. Mm-hmm. But And everybody's yeah. personalities are different. Like, yeah. like we were, you know, if somebody is maybe um, – they don't have as much energy or right. they just, their drive is really low. You know, right. they might struggle a lot more than right. somebody who's real motivated. And so everybody experiences motivated. teen pregnancy really differently, you know. For sure. So what do you feel like were some really helpful things that people said, did, okay. or maybe like, oh, this program was so helpful. Like you talked yeah. about the high school thing that you did. but uh, The Margaret Hudson program was definitely super helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, our, my high school was really behind me, and the teachers were really great. They mm-hmm. were um, after I would have lunch break, they would I'd bring Madison back sometimes, mm-hmm. and so she'd fall asleep on my teachers oh. in my teacher's arms while he was teaching. That's and really sweet. Yeah, so I felt like you know my school really kind of had my back, and so they important. so yeah, so that was good. Um, some other helpful things was definitely. Uh, you know, getting government ex- assistance when mm-hmm. it came to daycare. Yeah. And I had a positive experience with uh, DHS, mm-hmm. um, with all that stuff. And and one time I went in to fill out the paperwork and my I was living on my own. I was 19 and I was maybe 20 at this time. And 
And my worker was like, okay, I'm literally looking at what your money you're making and your bills and everything because you for sure qualify, but you really need to get on food stamps. And I was really kind of prideful. Yeah. Oh, I'm sh- I would be too. Yeah. Yeah. I and I was too. like, absolutely not. That's for terrible people. Mm-hmm. And I was just really like, mm-hmm. you know, upset that she would even say that I needed that, you know, mm-hmm. but she was like, Kim, like just watch this video and mm-hmm. be open. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't mean you have to be on it forever. And no. that's the whole purpose of why it's there. Yeah. And so I felt like I had people in my corner pushing me to take help yeah. when I didn't really want it. Yeah. And so I got on food stamps and I think I was on it for about a year and mm-hmm. it was the biggest blessing. Wow. We're having like grilled chicken yeah. and salmon <laughs> instead of ramen and mac and cheese. Yeah. And so, uh, so, you know, utilizing those programs that are designed for this purpose yeah. was really That important. is really helpful. And I mean, you, you saying that is reminding me of like, um, especially in Ireland, and in the States too, but in Ireland, it's a really, you don't want to be seen as a charity case. Right. I mean, nobody wants to be seen as that. Right. But especially if you come from like middle income, even low income, but yeah. like um, if you weren't raised on uh, food stamps or, or if you weren't raised on government assistance or anything like that, the idea of accepting that feels like, oh my God, I'm a failure. What are people going to think and all yeah. that? But um, sometimes it's just... We just need a little help to, like, get us to the next level. Right. And there's zero shame in that. Absolutely not. Was there something that, uh, other than your, like, the girl giving you the encouragement to watch the video, do you think that was the main thing to, that helped you kind of go, okay? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, because she was like, and just her saying that you getting this doesn't mean that you're on it forever. Right. Yeah. And so, and I was you know, my family was low income. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were never on food stamps, mm-hmm. but we were definitely low income. Mine too. And so yeah. uh, that seemed to me, there there was just shame there. And I yeah. was like, I didn't want to tell anybody. And mm-hmm. But man, whenever I took it, I was like, people need to know this. <laughs> I would tell my friends like, yeah. hey, if you qualify, you should take it for as long as you need it. You know, like One of the benefits of the government, year, you know? yeah, is th- that little extra yeah. help to get us to that next point, you know? Yeah, it was very – just cause you, so you could feed your kid better yeah. and yourself and, mm-hmm. and, and have that be, you know – Take some pressure off yeah. too, you yeah. know, because you're still working and doing what you need to do. Oh, yeah. But I was definitely yeah. scraping I, – I would have like $7 in my account for mm-hmm. a, a week and a half, oh, you know, yeah, and I was like, I we've got this. We can do it, Yeah, you know? but, yeah. Just scraping by. And rules might be different in Ireland for how you qualify or whatever, but there's a lot of benefits over there for um, single parents. Right. Even if you are a man and you're a single parent, you get those benefits and things. And there's so many untapped benefits over there and over here too that people just don't really know about or are resisting, you know, because of the shame factor or whatever. But, yeah. Well – I think I have one last question for okay. you. Um, what do you think that you would say, and there can be multiple things that you would say, okay. um, to a girl who's young and finds herself pregnant? Like, I want to say little Kim, but that's a <laughs> rapper. <laughs> yeah. um, but small Kim, yes. you know, if small Kim was sitting in front of you, you know, right. like, what would you say to her to encourage her that she's not a failure, that she can right. do it, that her life's not over? basically. Right. Um, I would encourage her to, um, accept help Mm -hmm. and to know, you know, you know, what are your goals in life and that yes, they will be hard, but 
you can still achieve those goals. Mm-hmm. Um, having a baby is a gift mm-hmm. still. I mean, she's been one of the best gifts of my life. I wouldn't, I don't regret a second of it. Mm-hmm. And, and maybe that too, like, you know, I feel like, um, there was something I read when it was like, um, like dieting is hard. Being overweight is hard. Like there's mm-hmm. all these different hard things and like choosing your hard. I, I saw that too. Yeah. yeah. And, and that always stuck out that line. always just choosing your hard, mm-hmm. no matter what life is hard. Yeah. And so, you know, making the choice that, you know, yes, having a baby is being young is going to be a struggle, mm-hmm. but there is government assistance. Mm-hmm. Um, I would encourage uh, to find a community. Mm-hmm. I feel like that really, you know, joining for me, it was being in a Bible study group mm-hmm. with teen moms, mm-hmm. um, you know, people with the same likes and the same goals yeah. and just having support emotionally is is huge. Yeah. And so there are things like that in Ireland, like there's La Leche League yeah. in Ireland and they're amazing. Right. Um, and you know, anybody who's listening, if you are going through this and you're like, what the heck do I do? Um, send us an email, unshamed at zoecommunity.ie. We'll help you link in with anybody in your area, religious, non-religious. We're not going to stick you with a church if you don't want to be with one. Don't worry. But like, if you want to get connected with a group of people, that's what we're here to do. We're we're here to help you connect and feel like you're not by yourself and that you can actually do this. If you're sitting there and you're like, okay, gosh, um, I do feel like the parenting route is is the route for me, or just even having the baby route is the route for me. Yeah. That we're here to help you think outside the box and get creative and figure out your solutions. And uh, there's so much negativity in the world um, for parenting women in general. Right. You know, um, it's very rare that you get, now not toxic positivity, but like in just plain old-fashioned encouragement mm-hmm. um, that doesn't focus on the negative, that doesn't try to drag you down. Right. Because everything out there is feels designed to just drag you down. But... Um, you just need someone out there who's like, you actually can do this. Yes. You're a strong person. That that it's one step at a time that you can actually do this. So, right. um, yeah, is important. So if you feel like you need that in your life, send us a message. It doesn't have to be long or exaggerated or whatever. Just type out help or something mm-hmm. in the email, and we will email you back and help you get sorted. One little step, one little click. That's all you need to do. Speaking of clicks. Um, probably like and subscribe this podcast because you know it doesn't hurt to be liked being liked is nice so (laughs) that way we know like uh, what episodes you might want more of comment if you want to hear more about this kind of stuff because I have tons of friends who have been pregnant at young ages and Mm -hmm. been pregnant all kinds of unusual or un uh, what do you call it not typical situations and they've gone through it and their stories are ups and downs and all kinds of other things but um always helpful to hear those. So if you want to hear more of that, just let us know. But thanks for coming on, Kim. It was really great to hear from you. Um, But until next time, keep living unshamed. Thanks for listening to Unshamed. If you like this podcast and want others to be able to easily find it, like, subscribe, and share to your social media. You can find us everywhere you like to listen to podcasts. If you want to send us a message, email us at unshamed at zoecommunity.ie.